baby. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Beer and Orange Juice. The perfect way to start your day. Or the perfect warning to start your morning. We almost had our first boostergram on Nostra yesterday. Almost. The guy boosted but didn't gram. So he donated 888 sats for a shout out on the pod. And he donated but didn't have a shout out. So I'll give him a shout out today on his behalf. Get your Bitcoin off the exchanges. Thanks, Mystery Noster Man. Actually, I should give him a shout out though, at least. His name. Moncoda. Moncoda. Got a warrior in his profile pic. Looks pretty badass. Oh God, coffee's so good. Is there anything better than coffee? Anyways, we got a big day here. We got to keep things moving along. In a couple hours, I'm going to visit my grandma. And I'm pumped for that. She's making some lunch. She is a Ukrainian caterer by trade. And she's been catering for centuries. <laughs> so she made some chicken noodle soup. I'm going to go test it out and then take a couple jars home. And see what else she has. Probably some pierogies. Probably some pedishke. Hopefully some cinnamon buns. And some more soup. I could probably live off soup in the wintertime. God, soup's good. Right up there with coffee. Also thought that it was yesterday when I was when I wrote down the date on my little workout journal. I put March 7th. So I thought yesterday was March 7th. Which is huge. That means that I basically just gained a full day. One free day. Doesn't seem like much right now. But imagine if you were like 90 or d diagnosed with like a terminal illness and they gave you one extra day. That's huge. So thankfully, neither of those are the case for me right now. But bonus day, never bad. It's Tuesday. And Tuesday, honestly, is my least favorite day of the week. I'm in a pretty good mood, though, this morning, which is nice. Maybe it's because I get some chicken noodle soup coming down the pipe. But I've been, I started doing a two, Tuesday playlist, Tunes Day playlist, and you can find it on Spotify. Maybe I'll post a link in the description here. And I'm just going to start adding four songs every Tuesday to the Tunes Day playlist. And I've, I've really found that music, especially loud music, just puts me in a good mood. So I'm going to find four songs every week that are going to put me in a good mood. I'm going to add those to the playlist, Tunes Day, and I'm going to have that maybe we'll get to the point where i can just wake up tuesday morning start playing the playlist and i'll have so many songs on there that i can just play it the whole day music is music is definitely underrated in terms of boosting a mood the right music and it has to be loud so that's what we're going to do today if i remember i'll put the uh the link to the spotify playlist on in the podcast here Got a couple things to talk about today. We're talking about Bitcoin again today. And it's something that I'm fascinated with is the sense that all you really need to store your Bitcoin properly, all you need is 12 words. And I talked about the Bitcoin security hierarchy 
which starts with the exchanges, goes to a a mobile or a hot wallet, to a cold wallet like Trezor or Ledger, and then to cold storage, which is a cold card, which never has to be connected to the internet, all the way up to multisig. So that was the hierarchy that I talked about. And even if you have a cold card, there, there are still chances that somebody could break into your house, steal your cold card device and your private key. Having things like a steel plate definitely helps with that in case of fire or something, but somebody could still break into your house, get your private key, get your cold card, and get your Bitcoin. And so what I'm going to be talking about today is the fact that 12 words is the password. It doesn't have to be on paper. It doesn't have to be on steel. It can be in your head. And I'm going to talk about an example of why this can be so effective, not only at your house here in Canada for me, but for people who have issues leaving the country with their wealth. They're trying to escape a country and they're bringing some of their wealth with them, everything they've worked for, and they're not allowed to because of the government agencies. Some are worse than others, but I'm going to share a story here about somebody who is going across the border uh, with something who should have used Bitcoin. But first, we're going to talk about the podcast here. Beer and Orange Juice is just that, a podcast. It's audio only every morning so far. I think I got a a little bit of a break coming up. I I really have to get some stuff done for our our business year end. But every morning I've been trying to do this and I've been really enjoying it. It's kind of like therapy to me. It's not therapy in a sense that I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with me, but I'm just trying to get some of these thoughts out of my head. Good thoughts, ideas, creative thoughts, and stuff that I don't have time to focus on. So I'm hoping that by putting it out there to the world, somebody might grab it and run with it and I would consider that a success. It's an experiment. I love experiments. I'm going to run this podcast for the whole year 2023. And if it never ends up getting any sort of traction, then that's fine. It's an experiment. I'll move on. January 1st, 2024, the Beer and Orange Juice podcast will be on the shelf. I don't think that's going to happen. I know it doesn't take a week or two, but I also think that if you're consistent enough, if you're persistent enough, and you got value to spread to the world, then people just usually find it. So with that being said, if you've been listening, if you've been enjoying, and if you have some friends or family who are kind of on the brink of coming over to the... (laughs) It's not the dark side. I would call it the light side, actually. And it's funny that the outside, the public, the general public believes that Bitcoiners are like these doom and gloom type of people. And I definitely would be. I 100% would be a doom and gloom person without Bitcoin. And I think that that's what a lot of people are missing in their life right now. They don't see Bitcoin. They don't understand Bitcoin. And they don't see the same hope for the future as Bitcoiners do. So like I said, if, if there's somebody out there who you think could get some sort of value or benefit from listening to 10 or 15 minutes a day, just about different parts of Bitcoin without really overwhelming things, then send them this way. I'd appreciate it. But Bitcoin is hope. And it's, uh, the funny thing is, is that there's a lot of people who shit on Bitcoin that really have no idea what Bitcoin even is. I would say to fully understand Bitcoin, to get a really good sense of what's going on, you have to dedicate at least a hundred hours to it, at least. And most people have dedicated zero hours to it. And so podcasts like this, the YouTube channel, Everything is geared towards helping people who are just 
getting into it. And it's important to start people off very slow. And if you remember, if you're a Bitcoiner, and if you remember your first couple months or even years in the process, it's tough. There's a lot of information to get through. It's not like you just discover Bitcoin one day and you're a Bitcoiner. A lot of people have different stories, different paths. And so the most important thing is that you just break them in slowly. And so I'm hoping that podcasts in this sort of format will will help with that. And every podcast isn't going to be for everybody. I'm, I'm trying to focus here on business, Bitcoin, birdies, which is golf, and beef. So I'm going to try to talk about topics that pertain to those every morning. But if you've been listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, welcome. Really glad to have you here. I don't know how you found it, but you did. (laughs) And I would implore you to try out an application called Fountain, which is the exact same as the other podcasting apps, except a few key differences. And the first one is that you actually get paid in Bitcoin for listening on the Fountain app. Every minute that you stream a podcast, you get paid one Satoshi. And remember that a Satoshi is a fraction of a Bitcoin. So in every one Bitcoin, there's 100 million Satoshis. So you get paid one sat per minute listening, which isn't a lot, but it's still better than nothing. And the second part is that if you're getting value from the podcast that you're listening to, and you want to give some of that value back to them, you can actually stream it directly to their Lightning wallet, their Bitcoin wallet. So you can either do that by streaming sats per minute. You can set how much sats you want to stream to that podcaster for every minute that you listen to. The simplest one is just to stream one sat per minute. Or you can do a boostagram. And a boostagram is a one-time lump sum payment that you send the podcaster. That could be 100 sats, 500 sats, 1,000 sats, and you can actually attach a message to it. So over time here, as, as we grow, I'm going to start reading these boostograms at the start of every show as a part of this intro. And so it ties directly into the value for value method, which I'm a huge advocate of. And that's what this podcast is running off of through Noster, through the Fountain app. Because the, the incentives align, I think, much better with the audience. There's no ads getting jammed down your throat. I'm not stretching this out for two hours just so I can get more money from sponsors or YouTube. It's bringing value directly to the people who want to listen. And if they feel inclined to return some of that value through Bitcoin, they can. If they don't want to, totally fine. It's all voluntary. And it's really just up to the listener themselves. So that's pretty cool. If you want to get the Fountain app, just head to the App Store. You can search for Fountain. And it looks like a little stock of wheat, black and gold logo. And that's it. Like I said, this podcast will never have any sponsors. I said that from day one. It's not like I have sponsors banging on the door right now, but I expect, you know, over the over time that there'll be some interest for sure. But we're going to keep things value for value specifically on this podcast. And by tying in with Noster, I think that I'm going to be able to do a little bit more with this podcast in terms of topics, conversation, boostograms, etc. But that's enough. Let's get to the main event, which is smuggling, (laughs) which is smuggling things in your butt. And I want to start this segment with a quote from the matrix, the modified matrix, the meme of matrix. So it's a meme that has Neo 
at the top, I think his name's Neo, and he says, are you trying to tell me I can also smuggle Bitcoin in my butt? And Morpheus says, no, Neo. Yeah, his name's Neo. No, Neo, I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you'll realize that you shouldn't rely on things that you need to smuggle in your butt. So I talked about at the start of the show, the 12 words in your head. And so I kind of went the typical path here as a Bitcoiner. I started with some uh, cryptos like Theta, like Litecoin, like Dogecoin. I actually made pretty good money off of Doge and have a, a little chunk of Bitcoin because of that. So I was using an app like Exodus or Atomic. Those are hot wallets. I moved my way up to a, a Trezor once the value got high enough in the portfolio. So I ordered it from the Trezor website. If you're ordering a Trezor or a Ledger, make sure you get it direct from their website, not Amazon, not Walmart, not your local classifieds. But I started using the Trezor and it was, it was great. It connected to the laptop. You can store all your cryptos on there. You have your private key and you can actually disconnect it from the laptop and keep it in cold storage in between. But over time, I realized that even though this device is fairly secure, I'm still plugging it into my laptop, which is assumably or presumably, I don't know the actual word there, corrupt. I've been on websites like Amazon, Gmail, you know, the, the, the websites that track you, which is the majority of websites. And so I just didn't feel comfortable keeping that much wealth on a device that's being connected to this, to this laptop which has potential for backdoors and somebody to come in and intercept that. So I started looking around for like these seed signer devices, which don't need to be connected to the internet. And I didn't really understand it at all. It kind of seemed way out of my league. But then I found this device called the cold card, which I've been using, which I've been loving. And the beauty of it is that you don't have to connect it to the internet. You use a micro SD card, you sign the transaction on the device and you load it back into the computer, the adapter, and you can open the file there and broadcast it from your laptop. But during the signing process, you never have to be connected to the internet. So the cold card is great. I would highly recommend it. I have a package that I offer on my website called the cold card combo, which gets you the cold card and all the accessories that you need. The value is just over 300 bucks. And then I help you through a one hour or two hour session helping you get it set up and making sure that you have a proper process in place uh, for a bunch of different scenarios and including the potential for a multi-signature setup, depending on how much Bitcoin you have and if you're a company or not. So that's great. That's the cold card. And the reason I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason, because it comes with a private key and that private key is 12 words. And so you can write that on a piece of paper. You can use the steel plate that's also available and you can punch it into there, your private key. But there still is risk that somebody could get their hands on that. And so what I tried to do is I actually memorized my private key. I still have the backups, obviously, for a while. But the plan here is to memorize it and figure out a way that it's the private key is not in the safe or somewhere that somebody could access it easily. Not easily, but with some effort. And so how this is tying into what I'm talking about today is that there was a there was a man in Kenya I think it was over the weekend but a Kenyan man smuggled seven gra uh, kilograms worth of gold in a portable oxygen concentrator held at India 
Gandhi International Airport on Monday. So I'm just going to read some of the article here and then I'm going to talk about what the heck's going on a little bit. So in a recent development, a Kenyan man was arrested on Monday, March 6th for allegedly carrying seven gold bars, which were hidden in a portable oxygen concentrator. The passenger was a medical professional, so a doctor. He was carrying a portable oxygen tank to provide oxygen to a four-month-old infant. The passenger who was holding the oxygen tank had, attack, had attached the oxygen mask to the infant's face. He pretended that the baby was critically ill and needed oxygen supply. On, after a personal search, taking due care for the safety of the baby, <laughs> I'm sure that, that that was their concern here. They were worried about the safety of the baby. So they found seven bars of gold weighing approximately seven kilograms. And the baby was found to be fit upon examination. Nice. In a similar incident, gold bars weighing four kilograms were recovered from the lavatory of an aircraft at the same airport on Friday. So people are fleeing countries like India. And their governments are intercepting their ability to take their wealth with them. So these men are going to extreme lengths to try to smuggle their wealth that they've worked for their entire life out of their country. And it's disgusting and sad that this is the reality of the world we live in. The point is that if these two men converted that gold into Bitcoin, set up a cold card, created their own wallet with a private key, memorized that private key, hopped on the airplane, they stored those keys in their head. 12 words in their head. They memorized it. They spent a week doing it. They hop on the plane. They don't need a baby. They don't need an oxygen tank. They don't need to carry around seven kilograms worth of gold. They get on the airplane, they fly, and they land, and they restore that private wallet once they land. And their Bitcoin is exactly where it was. Honestly, my favorite thing about Bitcoin is the fact that you can memorize 12 words and have all of your wealth within that. That's pretty powerful, right? And this isn't just the case in India. There's probably hundreds of countries around the world who, do, who strip search their citizens who are leaving the country, trying to escape with some of their wealth that they've worked for. And the sad thing is they worked their entire life. They paid a ton of this already to the government of which country they belong to. And now their country's trying to take the entirety of it. So Bitcoin 12 words solves this problem. And it's, it's cool to me in the sense that Bitcoin is the only asset that you can truly take to the grave. And not that anybody would want to. I mean, the point of accumulating wealth over time is so that you can pass it on to your kids and their kids. And I think that that's what Bitcoin will provide to a lot of people. There's really no scenario where somebody would want to take their Bitcoin to the grave, but they could. If they memorized the 12 words, they used it their entire life, and they didn't tell a soul about it, and they died, their Bitcoin goes with them. And what does that do for the rest of Bitcoin holders? Reduces the supply, increases the value of other Bitcoin. And a lot of people, you know, when they die, they have different requests of what they want to do with their wealth. They could give it to charity. The majority of people give it to a charity or pass it on to their family. If they don't have any family, then they give it to different causes. But imagine if you didn't have to do any of that. 
imagine if you just died with your Bitcoin and your gift to the world was reducing the supply and inherently with that, increasing the value of it. Pretty cool. Bitcoin's so damn cool. And that's just another example of it. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. That was kind of cool, actually. I was, I was looking at this article yesterday and I figured it'd be a good one to talk about and introduce the, the 12 words thing and how important that is in the grand scheme. So it's Tuesday, midweek, not ideal. But at the same time, people want the week to go by so fast, but life goes by fast enough. And it's important to remember that we're not here forever. We're here for a very short time. So make sure that even though it is Tuesday, that you're doing something, you do at least one thing today that you love. And with that, I hope you have the best day of your life and we'll see you here tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.